don't shoot Bigfoot. Welcome to another quarantine edition of Paranormal Almanac. I am your host, Kurt Sandvig. This is another special edition. Doesn't count towards the total quota of the episodes. Bonus edition of Paranormal Almanac. I wanted to do one on a weekend because I never do them. Like, I've done them on Fridays, but I don't think I've ever done a live episode on a Saturday. And I've never done one at 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. Well, you know, it's only 7.35 right now. But I've never done one this late on a Saturday. So I was hoping... Maybe, perchance, I can get some new viewers, listeners, callers, all of the above. That is my hope. So, I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to turn the phone lines on in just a second. Hi, Stitch. How you doing, pal? I'm going to get right into it. Turn the phone lines on so you guys could call in in just one second. That's turned on, and there we go. All right, so the phone lines are on. Nobody seems to be talking in the chat. Oh, people are talking in the chat. That looks good. Okay, good. It just wasn't... Uh, there we go. Oh, no, Lewis. Complete drinking. I am drinking again. That's right. I did a pair of rave at the beginning. Toby, hi from England. It's 3.30 in the morning at the moment. I'm in the middle of running 24 miles into hours. So basic... Oh, Jesus. On the hour, every hour, I have to run a mile. Just completed mile 20. Toby, that's insane. I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine running one mile, let alone 20 in a row. Uh, let's see, we got Josh, we got Randall, we got Lauren. Hey, howdy, hi, and Jessica, and Dorian. Hey, what is up? Uh, Daniel, you didn't miss anything. We just got the party started. I did a little bit of, uh, you'll hear it on the episode itself. If you guys actually listen to these episodes, um, you'll hear the insane uh, rave intro music I did for this week's. And I had some funky lights. That's the only thing that you've missed. Uh, Rigo, I'm trying to hide from my boss. Well, hide from your boss. Call in. You can do it right now. It's 818-732-9399. Once again, that phone number is 818-732-9399. Let's see. We got Veronica. Hi. Howdy. Hi. Let's see. My friend called me last night with a UFO story. I would love to hear that UFO story. That's right. Get your glasses ready. This is, uh, it's time for a weekend edition of Paranormal Almanac. Sean's here. Hey, howdy, hi, Sean. Just in time. All you guys have missed is just a rave edition of the Paranormal Almanac intro. I'm here. Oh, okay. Well, Jay, I'm glad you're here at the very least. Okay. If you guys want to call in, and I swear, tomorrow I'm making a new 
little sign for the call-in numbers because I'm sick of this sign and I always forget until I'm in the middle of doing this episode that I hate this sign. 818-732-9399. I'm going to get the phone set up where it should be right there as I'm making a bunch of noise on the microphone. Sorry, everybody. Okay, so the phone is set up where it should be. If you guys want to call in, you can call in at 818-732-9399. I'm going to wait a little bit, wait a little bit before I really get to rambling, but I'm hoping that I'll get all new callers for this edition because it's a completely different time. Jeff is here. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? One day I'll call in with all my paranormal experiences, I promise. Carolyn, make it today. Call in today. What the heck? It's Saturday. You don't have to work tomorrow. Let's have some fun. You know, I want to hear. Dave's here as well. Howdy. Hi, Dave. Donnie, it's been a long time. Missed your live show podcast. Finally got to catch up. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to have you here. Call in. Say hi. 818-732-9399. Phone lines are open, hopefully, I think. Uh, The beard is gone. That's right. Yeah, the beard's gone. Eek is here. Hey, howdy. Hi. Wow, there's a bunch of different people. I kind of really like this. Oh, that's true. There is a, a solar eclipse, so yeah, it's all kinds of funky, yeah. Um, we aren't going to see it where we are at, but uh, people are definitely going to see it and uh, be affected by it, which is which always makes for a fun show and a fun crowd. I have a couple of stories to tell, only a couple, though, so I'm really hoping we get a lot of good calls tonight, and I don't even have to go to those couple of stories. Got a special shout-out for Harry the Bassist yet again. Thank Harry the Bassist for this desktop hopefully it's streaming and looking good for you guys hopefully you guys can see me there's a lot of people on here right now i like that so tanya i listen to this at work all the time well hi tanya i'm so glad hopefully you're not caught up hopefully i've got a little bit of a buffer because i you know i can only do so many episodes per week i'm trying i'm trying to get as many out as i can i forgot i've asked but i've noticed some streamers when i'm watching have stuff on the screen with them is that a twitch specific thing or can facebook have it too that is a twitch specific thing I toyed with going over to Twitch, but it seems like it's a more revenue-generated kind of streaming service. So I didn't want to do Twitch and kind of kill the Facebook steamroll, whatever. Like, it's building on Facebook. I didn't want to kill that and say, all right, now everybody go over to Twitch, and then hopefully it'll work on Twitch. Plus, I don't really have a lot of interactive stuff. I mean, I'm sure I could come up with a lot of stupid, stupid stuff for you guys to look at instead of looking at me, but I don't really have... A lot of uh, paranormal stuff that I could be doing over on Twitch. Yeah, I could totally do paranormal news and stuff like that. But maybe it's a possibility. There are people that do Facebook on one monitor and Twitch on the other. I might test that out as well and really see if I, you know, how many different streaming services everybody wants me to be on and how often they want me to be on it. I know that Twitch is, again, it's more of a, if you do it like three times a week, Twitch really seems to be the place for that. Not saying I can't do that, but uh, hey, Ollie's here. How you doing, Ollie? Not saying I can't do that, but I don't know if anybody will follow me over to Twitch. Nice, Eek. I saw a UFO the other day, in the sense that I could ju- that I could identify, that I could just identify what it was. Well, I want to hear about that. Eek, call in. I want to hear about that. Uh, Mothman episode. Yeah. Uh, didn't I do a Mothman episode? Thought I did. If I haven't done an. I, Please correct me if I'm wrong. If I if I haven't done a Mothman episode, I can guarantee you I will get to Mothman. Don't you worry. But I'm I'm almost positive I did a Mothman episode. It's been a while. It's probably one of the earliest ones. But I thought I did one. Not sure though. 
Oh, yes, Ashley, you're right. So the number could be on the screen all the time. You are correct. That would actually be cool. I don't understand why Facebook doesn't allow me to do that. That would be cool. But, um, oh, you couldn't call in. Ah, that's too bad. Oh, you couldn't. You could. You couldn't just make it out. I get what you're saying, Ashley. Or, or, or uh, Eek, sorry. Uh, let's see. Then we got um, ah, Alexandra's here. and Yep. I don't recall. Really? Why is everybody saying they don't recall a Mothman episode? Huh. Hey, Susan's here as well. I thought I did a Mothman episode. I really did. Kurt here. Turns out I did do a Mothman episode. If you want to hear an episode all about the Mothman, you have to become a $25 patron. That's right. It was an exclusive $25 patron episode. So, there you go. I thought it was with, um, boy, now I don't know. Oh, thank you, Ian. I'm glad you liked the Canadian UFO one. That was one that I really, really, really wanted to do. I loved both of those stories, one more than the other. Um, I really loved those stories, so I was really happy to make it a patron-only episode. Yeah, maybe it is an alternate universe that I did the Mothman episode, but I really, really thought one. Oh, I did it. Okay, good. But I will do another Mothman episode for all you guys. Uh, someone also mentioned the um, CERN and Hadron Collider, that I haven't done an episode about that. But I have. That was the big part of the Mandela Effect. Oh, good. Let's get right into this. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, Kurt. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Eek. Hey, Eek, how are you? Yourself. Good, good, thank you. Hopefully that's loud enough. I'm pretty sure that's max loudness, but uh, let's see. Yes, that's as loud as I can make it. So hopefully, um, Eek, so you saw a UFO? Yeah, I, well, it's UFO in the sense that it was, you know, an unidentified flying object, and I couldn't, you know, see what it actually was, or, you know, I, yeah, it's, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> oh, please, don't be nervous. It's just, it's literally just me right now, so it's just, we're just having a talk. It's fine. Um, well, first of all, thank you for, for being a patron and always being cool, even on here and everything. You're always cool, so I appreciate that. And Stitch is coming up to say hi, so, you know, you got that going for you. That's always good. Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so what, tell me a little bit about the, about the UFO experience. Okay. So I work a late-night job uh, as a janitor at a greeting card company, and I had just gotten off my shift around 2.30 in the morning, and um, so I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, that whole area, this will help with if anyone wanted to look up the, uh, you know, things that I'm going to explain later, but um, I was driving down I-90 going eastbound, um, and, you know, it's super dark out. Not many uh, lampposts where I'm driving down, and I look up, and I just see this weird, out of, it looks out of place, uh, bluish white light, and I'm just staring at it, and I'm like, well, is, is that just a, a high up lamppost or something? Maybe it's up like on a bridge or something that I'm going to pass under. So I keep driving, I'm keeping an eye on this thing, because I just don't remember seeing it at any time that I've gotten off of my shift, and... So I'm getting closer, and I'm realizing that it's actually a small cluster of uh, bluish-white light. And I'm like, oh, that's a little strange, and it, I don't see any uh, lampposts 
or any bridges nearby. And so keep driving. I know that there's uh, white blinking on one side, so I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a plane. Get closer and closer. Sorry. Don't be nervous. You're doing great. You're doing fantastic. Wait, now you said you're from uh, Columbus, Ohio? Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. I've uh, Because I grew up in Detroit, so I used to go to Ohio all the time back in the day. Um, I can't recall. I mean, you might not know. Do you know Tony Paco's, the the hot dog place? Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. It, it might be it, it might be the opposite of the one that you're in. It might be in Columbus and you're in Cleveland, you know, or vice versa. Uh, I but if you get a chance, I highly recommend if you like hot dogs. I mean, they talked about it on Mash all the time back in the day. Um, but it's fantastic. It's Ohio, you know, uh, legend. Like it's it's just amazing place to go to. So that's my little tip for you for Ohio. But you're doing great. Okay, so you're you you see the UFO. You think you might know what it is. And as so I'm driving by, I noticed that, like, you know how you usually can hear a plane coming by, uh, you know, the freaking summer or whatever. And I noticed that it was silent. So I was like, that's a little strange. So I, I, I go past it. It seems to go over the highway, continuing westward. And again, I'm just thinking, okay, maybe it's still a plane, you know, uh, and because there's a uh, airport nearby. Sure. So, so I go home, uh, let the dogs out. It's been a few minutes and I go on my computer finally and I go to check, you know, what, uh, planes are coming in to the nearby airport. Nothing was supposed to be coming in until like 5 a.m. and coming from Nevada. Really? So that would have been going eastward. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's, uh, what I looked up on that actual uh, Hopkins website. And so I thought, well, that's strange. Okay, well, let's see what, you know, other planes that aren't listed up. Maybe something just, you know, passed by. So I go on to see what planes were flying by, and nothing was supposed, nothing went over at all. Like, I even screenshotted all the uh, possible flights that could have gone over, but none were even close to where I was driving by. Well, I love the fact that you actually try to debunk it or prove it by, like, looking up the app to see what it possibly could be that you were looking at. So that's crazy cool. I love that. Like, Oh, yeah. I, uh, no. Well played there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there was nothing. So there was nothing on the app that it could possibly be. It was definitely not, like, how big was it? Like, was it, it's not like, you know, if you've seen the Starlink satellites, the Elon Musk satellites, the little dots in the sky? Was it like really tiny, like star size, or was it fairly big? Well, considering that I compared it to a lamppost. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did do that. So, so yeah, it yeah. It was a relatively decent size. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, definitely I not. See how high up? Probably close to maybe uh, 1,000, 2,000 feet in the air, and it looked like from that height, it kind of looked like a size, but you know, perspective. I don't want to say how big it is from that height. Oh, sure. But that's how it looks like to me. No, no, no. That's true. All right, so, so it's definitely not a Starlink satellite because those are they look like little stars, but they move oddly in the sky. So it wasn't that. Um, how, how? When was this? What? What? Nay. Uh, this was 
So it wasn't Venus, it wasn't Saturn, it wasn't Jupiter, it wasn't Mars. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was no planet that should be that big in the sky on Thursday night in Ohio, over Ohio. Oh, oh heck no. I actually tried to record it, but, you know, I was driving down a highway. I can only go so far no. Yeah, no, no, look. Hey, I love... I to record it. Look, I love video proof of everything, but I don't want anyone to get hurt so I could get a stupid video proof of a UFO. No, I'd much rather have you be safe and then tell me the story. But no, this is... So this is very cool. Is Wait, I, um, is this your first UFO sighting? In this sense, yes. I, I feel like I... Well, I do remember uh, seeing one a super long time ago... Uh, over Cleveland, but that was also close to another airport that we have over there. And even though the flight pattern was a little weird, I, I think it might have just been like a practice flight or something over there. So I think it's the only like more mysterious UFO that I've seen. All right. Well, I definitely recommend that you report it to MUFON and or at the very least ask MUFON if anybody else had reported anything that night. Because um, mm -hmm. that one, yeah, that I, you know, that's the best way to say, like, hey, was there anything else reported? And and hopefully you've got a, a valid, like, a multiple-person sighting for a valid UFO. If there's a bunch of people that saw it from different points over Ohio or in Ohio, that's awesome. And even if not, I mean, you, you saw something you can't explain. You tried to debunk. You tried to say it was this, that, and the other, and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So this is awesome. I love it. That's the thing. Like, if you would have said it was 8 o'clock at night, I would have said, um, yeah, you know, it could possibly be a drone. It could it could be a bunch of things at that time at night. But you're right, not at 3 a.m. That's just, that's a little bit on the odd side. Yeah. And it stayed up in the air. It wasn't, like, floating down. Like, it wasn't like some idiot launched a flare or a firework or something like that. Oh, yeah, no, no, definitely not. It was definitely moving westward. Like, I was driving maybe 10 minutes through, like, and it just continued going in, like, a straight sort of line, you know, towards the west. Wow, okay, so you watched it for a good amount of time then, too. Oh, yeah, you know. Also keeping my eyes on the road. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. So that is definitely, hey, as far as I'm concerned, that 100% matches or, or confirms that this was a UFO sighting. Besides the obvious, like you couldn't identify it, so it's a UFO. Besides that part of it, I mean, it was, right. you tried to debunk it, and it was nothing that can be debunked. So that's rad. Yeah, I was really excited. I was like, oh, I have to tell Paranormal like this. <laughs> yes, I love it. I, I love a good UFO story right out the bat. This is awesome. Heck yeah. Well, see, you have nothing to be, you you don't sound nervous at all now. You're doing great. This is, this is perfect. See how easy it is to call in? Yeah, yeah. Definitely easier well <laughs> I, as you know because i see you on here all the time i'm going to ask you have you ever had any other paranormal experiences you would like to share while i got you on the phone uh i've got a couple actually um i'm going to give you a choice uh would you like my first my earliest paranormal experience my spookiest well i would consider spooky or one 
that's more like a premonition. Oh, you know, I love a good premonition. Uh, I'm going to go premonition because I always love a good premonition. Oh, no, then we don't have to. We don't have to. Then we can go spookiest. I'll, you know what? I'll throw it back to you. Either either spookiest or premonition. It's up to you. Whatever you feel most comfortable with telling. Hmm. Because um, it's such a hard decision. Like, I'll go with the spookiest. I love it. That one. Yeah. I love it. I love so, a good spooky story on a Saturday night. So this is perfect. <laughs> well, um, so I lived in a different house than I'm in right now. And I used to uh, sleep in the attic. You know, it was a finished attic and all that. So, you know, it doesn't seem spooky or anything. But, um, sorry, getting my bearings here. But uh, one night or one day I was, uh, you know, asleep and, you know, I kind of slightly woke up, well, I could hear, sorry, um, so, being in the attic for so long, you kind of recognize the sounds of people going by downstairs, or someone coming up your stairs, sure, you, hear, you can hear everything, all the creaks and stuff, and so you can usually define what's what, after living up there for so long, but, uh, this one morning, I was starting to wake up, and all of a sudden, hear something starting to walk up my stairs. I'm like, okay, maybe one of my parents is coming to wake me up for the day. And I hear it walk across the floorboards to the other side of the room where my bed is and just kind of stop right next to my bed. And I'm laying there kind of just waiting for them to, like, you know, tap me awake or something like that. And I'm sitting there sitting there and then I'm realizing, wait, both my parents are at work. <laughs> that's that's not something you want to come to a realization of as you hear something getting closer. Yeah, and so I'm sitting there. My eyes are shut. I'm too terrified to even open my eyes. And then I just kind of feel like a breeze on my head. And then I start to hear the footsteps walking back away. And so come downstairs later, you know, after I got my courage back up to even open my eyes after that. <laughs> Go downstairs, I look around, no one's home. Absolutely no one's home. And I would have heard, like, because the door, the door slammed uh, as it closes. So I would have heard someone leave the house. But no one was home, and I heard these footsteps. And I'm all freaked out, because this actually wasn't the first time, but uh, uh, one of the family members saying that there's something up in the attic. Because my sister, my older sister used to live up there, and she would say that there's some guy coming into bed with her. Like, Wait, really? Yeah. Um, so wait, so, so, so she told you this after the fact, or did she tell you this before, like, before you moved up there? Well, like, years and years before. Like, I didn't even really remember until I'm remembering recently. And it was way after she moved out to college. Wow. So, there. Yeah. so this thing didn't try to get in bed with you. It just, what, blew on you and then walked away? That's almost, almost creepier. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> we definitely didn't like that attic. And for whatever reason, like, kind of on the same topic, I would go up to the attic and I would just, like, 
yell out hello because I don't know. I always felt like a presence that was up there anyway before. And at one point, it uh, it uh, shut off the light, and I just ran back down the stairs. So there's for some reason attics and basements. There's nothing scarier than turning off a light and then either ascending or descending the stairs. Um, so I know because I used to live in the basement at my parents' house. So I know exactly what you mean by that. That 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 sudden panic of for no reason of like, oh my god, I gotta get the hell out of here. Even though you were just down there for eight to ten hours sleeping and by yourself. But when the when it's time to leave, it's when it gets spooky. So. No, I totally can get behind you on that. Now, is that the only time that you had heard stuff when you lived in the attic? Um, no, actually, uh, sometimes it actually has a sense of humor. <laughs> like, for whatever is up there, it has a sense of humor. Uh, this one time, I had um, I had my friend over. We listened to music, and we had to go back downstairs. So we definitely turned off my iPod connected to my speaker or whatever. I definitely turned it off. I remember turning it off. We go downstairs, do whatever we were doing. We come upstairs, and all of a sudden it turned on to the beginning of Prince Ali. Uh huh. <laughs> so, so, that definitely. It knows. It's weird. interacting. It's not just a random thing. There's no way that's random. Mm-mm. Holy crap. So, you have a, you have a prankster type ghost. Wait, wait, how old were you when you were living in the attic? Um, uh, probably from 18 to 22. Oh, okay. So a little bit older. I was, I was wondering yeah. if maybe it was a poltergeist because poltergeists are very pranksterish. But that's too late. That's too late in air. Or it's, you're older than you should have been for having a poltergeist. So that's not that. Right, right. That's weird. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Well, you know what's even weirder? What? Is that we finally moved out of the house and the new people moved in and we kept in contact with them and they say that they also haven't encountered a uh, male spirit there holy crap you got confirmation wait wait did you guys did you guys tell them at all did you guys like hey warning there's weird shit that happens up in the attic did you tell them at all no no because my mom doesn't even like to talk about it she's in denial she was the main one who kept in contact with the sheep with these people that's awesome so independent completely independent corroboration of something is in the attic and it's still there even after you left so it wasn't connected to your family that's cool oh yeah that's way cool i love it see i'm glad i'm glad that you chose spookiest because that's i i it's <laughs> it's creepy spooky that look I would much rather have it blow on me than touch my feet while I'm sleeping because that I don't like it when they do the whole feet touching thing. But that's awesome. Thank you so much for calling in. That was great. You did awesome. I'm not just saying that. You did great on this call. Nothing to be nervous about. Thank you. No, that was cool. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for having me. Are you kidding? I can't wait to talk to you again because you have more stories that I want to hear. So please definitely call back. You have carte blanche to call back anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. How awesome is that? Now that's how you get a a show going. Sure. I had to banter in a little bit in the middle uh, at the beginning before she called in, but boom, great caller right off the bat UFO and a spooky attic ghost. That is cool. All right. Before I get to the next caller, if you guys want to call in, it's 818-732-9399. I got the number pinned in the comments. 
is right there at the bottom. So if you want to call in, that's what that number is. Completely awesome stories from Eek. Um, showing that you don't need to be nervous. It's like I said, it's it's just me. They're the, the least threatening person in the world. You don't need to be nervous when you call in. And she did a great job with two stories that were awesome. I can't wait to hear the rest of them as well. Okay, to get some, some of these questions, uh, I believe it was Donnie asked. Was it Donnie? Let's see. Yeah, Donnie asked, have I ever done an episode about the Black Satellite? Yes, I have. It's on the debunk episode. Um, hopefully you don't mind that it's on the debunk episode, but it was a very easy, very verifiable debunk. The Black Satellite is not real. It has not been up there for 13,000 years. Even if it had been up there for 13,000 years, who the hell knew that it was up there for 13,000 years? The story just doesn't make sense when you break it down. It was a thermal blanket fell out or it fell out. It when they opened up the the hatch for the space shuttles that were in the back like the cargo hatch, cargo bay, whatever you call it, the thermal blanket floated away. They took photos because they have to because of all the space junk that's out there. They have to verify like, "Oh crap, we something just got lost. Here it is." you know, track it, make sure it doesn't smash into a bunch of satellites and take out MTV or whatever. But sorry, the black satellite is debunked. And then um, somebody else asked if I, oh, Josh asked if I woke up or if I woke up. Yes. Did I wake up in Detroit? I have woke up in Detroit many a time. Did I grow up in Detroit? Yes, I did. I grew up just outside of Detroit. I grew up in Michigan. I moved out to California when I was, I don't know, 23 or something like that. 22. Uh, am I a Tigers fan? Sure, I guess. I mean, I don't, I'm not much of a sports fan. I'll go, I'll go to a Tigers game. I haven't been to one in, God, I don't know, 15 years. My buddy Frank took me to one forever ago, but uh, not, it hasn't been for a while. But uh, yeah, come on up, Stitch. There we go. Meet Sam, everyone. I make her listen to the show. She gets less scared about this stuff as we go. Hey, Sam. Hey, howdy, hi. Please let me know, Sam, what scares you the most, and I'll do an episode about that. Oh, I don't need these out anymore. Oh, that's so much more comfortable. Okay. Um, Sam, hey. So, yeah, please let me know what scares you the most. I'll do an episode about that. For me, it's exorcisms. Absolutely hate them. Hate everything about possessions and exorcisms. Do not like, but I do those episodes anyway. There's a lot of people saying that there was a lot of stuff in their attics or in their basements where they were growing up. Again, for whatever reason, that that just seems to be kind of like an innate um, childhood fear of attics and basements, even if you lived in them, like like Eek did, like I did. But uh, yeah, I don't know why things hang out there. What's what's the uh, appeal? What's the Beetlejuice-like appeal for living in an attic? I mean, that just seems weird. Live, you're a ghost. Go wherever. That's right, Lash. It is just me. You can talk to me at any time. No need to be nervous. No need to be afraid. With that, though, what part outside Detroit? Uh, but, oh, from Brownstone. Hold on. You're, you're good? Take a breather. Take a breather. Um, I grew up in Sterling Heights, Michigan. Sterling Heights, Michigan. Did you have a ghost from where you grew up? I did have a ghost, not in the house that I grew up at, but... Uh, I, I, I did an episode about the ghost that I visited. My grandparents' house was definitely haunted, 100% haunted. We heard people walking upstairs on a fairly regular basis, um, and, and people had died in the house. So 
And the house was also a schoolhouse from the 1800s that had burned down or partially burned down or something that effect. So it has all the markings of the perfect ghost house, if you will, haunted house. It had the cornfields out in the back. It was in the middle of nowhere, tiny, tiny town. So yeah, it was, but my house that I grew up in, nope, no ghosts at all. This house definitely has a ghost or a spirit in it. Sometimes they, you know, speak up. Sometimes they don't. Most of the times they don't. Uh, let's see. Hey, Kurt, that's what freaks me out the most. Exorcisms are a no-go for me. Watched The Conjuring once and I've never been more freaked. Yeah, no, uh, Samantha, it's just, I, for whatever reason, I didn't even grow up Catholic. I grew up Lutheran, but for whatever reason, boy, it, deep down, those things get to me. Those things get to me. Uh, let's see. I brought someone in, too. You might have missed those comments. Well, let's go back to those comments, Lauren. I want to make sure I say a shout-out to your friend as well. Julie, I'm assuming, but it's Julie. It is Julie. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the group. I'm glad to have you. Please, I, I love the fact that you guys are inviting people into the show, to the live shows. Does, does Julie have... A, uh, is it Julia or Julia? Wait, now I'm confused. Julia. Does Julia have a ghost story? Because if she does, please have Julia call in. I want to hear from some new people tonight. This is awesome. I love hearing from new people, hearing new stories as well. So Julia, please, if you have a ghost story or a paranormal story or a UFO story or a Sasquatch story, Black Eyed Children, those are always good. If you've ever been possessed, Julia, please call in. Uh, Rodney says, my bedroom used to be in the attic when I lived in Louisiana. I loved it. Every time I hear something or feel like something was in there with me, I'd try to find it. That's the way to do it. Don't be afraid. Investigate. Figure it out. Uh, Donnie, thank you for the group Facebook group link. Oh, thank you, Donnie. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to have you. I, uh, Donnie goes on to say, I have no one to talk to. I, I have no one to talk to anyone about what I listen to, love, like the paranormal, the supernatural, the myth, uh, you know, the mythology from Bible. So yeah, hey, this is the group. There is a Facebook fan page group. They're a fantastic group of people. Have some fun. It is the way to go. Wait, it is Julie. Oh, say, sorry. Uh, Julie, please. Please call in. She goes by Julie. She should totally call in. Yes, you should, Julie. Yes, you should. Uh, Jeff. Oh, I got a caller. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, Kurt. This is Teresa. Hey, Teresa. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. How about yourself? I'm how good. How are you handling quarantine? Oh, you know, just sitting around drinking a whole hell of a lot with Stitch. You know, same old, same old. What's, I'm what, right there with you. I was going to say, what's uh, <laughs> what, what have you been up to? Are you having fun? Are you going crazy not hanging out with people? I'm um, going a little crazy not hanging out with people, but it's okay because we have a newborn, so I'm okay with that. Oh, congratulations. But, you know, thank you. Thank you. I finally got him to sleep, so I wanted to call in real quick. I have a couple of things that I wanted to talk about, um, and one of them I had mentioned in the Facebook group, and I wanted to explain a little bit more because my description may have made me sound like a crazy person. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... This is about the disappearing cars. Oh, oh, yes, so, yes, please. I do know. Yeah, please. Okay. First of all, I am not the only one who has seen them. I am not the only one who has seen them. 
Um, my husband, we've been standing, you know, in the kitchen. I mean, the house has, it's like a trailer. So it has a very open floor plan. Um, most of the windows face the street. And the kitchen and dining room are kind of all the same area. So I was standing, you know, in the dining room. My husband's standing in the kitchen, and we're talking back and forth, and he sees a car from one direction from behind my shoulder come past one tree, doesn't go past the other. And he gets this weird look on his face, like, okay, what, did I just see that? And I asked him, you know, what happened, and he finally said what was what he saw and we talked and had confirmed that we're seeing the same thing. Um, it's not just my husband either. My mom has seen this happen before. Oh, really? There are two trees in the front yard. Yeah. And I, I mean, she, she's had this property for 20 plus years. And it wasn't until those trees were planted probably about 10, 15 years ago that, like, it was just me. I thought it was just me, like, okay, because let's face it, I live in a state where I am allowed to smoke pot. So I would sit outside, and I'm like, is this just me? Am I really that stoned? <laughs> no, I'm not, because I'm not the only one who sees it, and the other people who see it are perfectly sober. Um, but it, it's happened frequently. It happens at random times during the day. There's no particular pattern to it. Can you see the cars, um, or is it always like, oh, I just saw the 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 blur of a car go by? No, it wasn't. It's not like you see something out of the corner of your eye. You see a car. Usually, when I see the cars, like the cars that I see, they're more modern cars. They're not anything too old. That's what I was just going to um, ask. So that's perfect. So it's a modern car yeah. going by, and it's when yeah. it passes the first tree, it's gone by the second tree, or is it like, like how would you say it, it disappears? It goes past the first tree, but you don't see it come out the other side of the first tree. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it is kind of like disappearing behind something. I get what... Yeah. Okay, that's it's what I was picturing. Yeah. Totally what I was picturing. And... Yeah. I almost want to... Well, you know, I'm just going to tell you, you, you know what you should try if you want to. The next time that... It, and, you know, you're, it's, you're, not, you're not holding your baby or anything. The next time it's available that you can do this... When you see a car disappear behind the tree, how far, how long would it take you to run out to said tree and either look down the street or run behind the tree like the car did? Um, it's it's kind of a ways. There's no way that I can like immediately make it out of the house and, and go and look okay. without the car being completely gone. Um, but it is is quite a ways on the property because we have about an acre. Oh, that's so no, it's, that's it's, that's a ways. No, no, definitely don't don't be don't start running an acre down to try and get behind it. Uh, have you thought about uh, like a ring camera or a nest camera or, or you know some camera that you can set up? Yes, we have thought about that, and we had actually at one point I myself because I was like I know I'm not seeing things like this is something. There's always been weird stuff that happens. At here at my mom's house and on the property and I'm like I, I know for a fact I'm not seeing cars just disappear I know for a fact I'm not seeing that and I wanted some kind of confirmation because I'm like maybe they're going way too fast maybe people are treating the street like a highway and just flying and sure. I'm not taking it up but you know I'm not the only person who is seeing this and I did set up a, a little you know surveillance camera we had like a little um camera for the house for the outside really and 
you don't see anything on cameras. You don't see anything at all. Like, I've watched the camera footage. There's nothing that happens. Even when you're standing inside seeing something happen on the camera, there's there's nothing. So wait, what do you mean there's unusual. nothing on the camera? I, is it does a, is there a car on the camera or nothing? Car, you don't see the car going by. What the hell? So you yeah. you've seen that you've you've been out you've been in the house and you see the car you see the car go behind the tree and it disappears and then you quickly check the camera and there's no car on the camera at all. There's no car. Oh, this just got really interesting. It, really. It happens day and night. It like I said, there's no time, no specific time, and I mean we could be sitting out on the front porch, and it's happened, and we're all kind of like, did you see that? Did you see that? We saw that. We saw that. Okay. Is it always it the same kind of car or diff or color no, of car? Or? No, absolutely not. It's different every time. Um, my husband says that he sees usually a red and white vehicle. I've seen blue. I've seen reds. I've seen greens and whites. I've what seen the black hell? cars. There's no specific color. It's very random. So I'm thinking like, okay, are we getting a residual playback or how... I've tried to explain oh, it in so many ways, and there's that's a no good way question. that I've been able to logically explain it. That's a good question. Are the cars, do the cars look different when you're looking at them, or are they solid, or are they a little bit weird, or No, they're, they're completely solid. They're solid. They're not, it's not like you're seeing a shadow or, or like, you know, a, um, a half image. Um, and my husband said that even at night, you know, you see a very solid vehicle. It has lights. It's it's not like a car, a dark car driving down the street at night. It'll have lights. You know, you'll see it approaching the lights coming up. And then when it, the lights get to the tree, they're gone. There's no car. And wait, how long has this been happening? Um, well, my mom has lived here on the property. We've had the property for over 20 years. This is an area that was brand new developed. We were one of the first people that moved onto the street. Um, and when we moved onto the street, there was probably like four or five other homes out here. But there, I mean, like I said, we have acreage out here, so we're very spread out. And it wasn't I mean, until the trees were planted, really right? Away. It wasn't until the trees were planted. And like I said, the trees were about 10 to 15 years ago. But there's never been any major accidents, no wrecks, no histories of death, anything immediately here in this area of the property or, or the home. I wow. Don't like that. This is a completely different one. I'm digging this one. I have, I don't, I mean, you've done the stuff that, that I would have done. You got the camera. The only thing that I could say is chasing after the car. But if you chase after the car and, and if they're time slipping, you could time slip. And, and as you know, I, I have a thing about don't, don't go back to the 40s yeah. unless you know a lot about the 40s. Like don't time slip. And you got a newborn. You got to come back anyway. But this is yeah, I'm weird. Not no, no, I wouldn't. I, would, I don't recommend it. Um, and wait, that's a good question. Susan asked, can you hear the cars? I know that they're about an acre yes. away. There are some cars. And I mean, we live in a pretty isolated area. We live in the desert, middle of nowhere, like literally middle of nowhere. Um, and, and you can hear vehicles approaching. It's not like they're silent. You hear them coming up. And usually that's what gets your attention is you'll hear a car. Because where we live, I mean, the acoustics are pretty good. One car down on the far end of the road you can hear it coming up same thing on the other opposite end of the street you can hear the cars as soon as they turn onto the street most of the time you can hear them 
so weird. And it's not a busy street. It's not every car. No. Like, you've seen regular cars not disappear, right? Yeah, we see regular cars. And usually that's where I'm like, okay, when I drive through the neighborhood, I'm like, I know these cars. These cars are familiar. These other cars that I'm seeing that are disappearing, they're not my neighbor's cars. They're not cars that I would expect to be in my neighborhood. Boy, I, this one, you got me stumped. This one, I just, I don't know. Like... Neither do we, Kurt. Neither do we. I love the fact that you can see them, but they don't show up on the camera. Look, as much as I want to see this, and it bums me out they don't show up on the camera, because it would be awesome for you to send me clips of them disappearing behind a tree. But wait, these trees are only like 10 years old, so they're not even like huge trees. It's not like, you know, like... No, they're not. They're not huge. Yeah. They're, they're pretty, They're you know, for our climate, you know, they're pretty small trees. They're not water-consuming. They're not going to get very huge. Did you so ask for, did did you guys plant the trees or did like the city plant the trees? No, we did. Did we you did. ask yeah. for no, some weird is... ass like paranormal tree? Like where'd you get these trees from? No, no. Um, I honestly, I don't even remember what kind of trees they are, but they're, they're supposed to be fruit trees from what my mom had told me at one point. But these trees have never bared any kind of fruit. Because they're all. teleportation trees. You've got time slip they trees. Are... They are something else trees. This is weird. I love it. They are very unusual. All right. And, and, and like I said, I'm not the only one who sees it. There are other people that see it. You know, my brothers have seen it. My sister has seen it. You know, uh, even people that are not used to coming over to the house Look. Know, and, and being around the energy here. Look, even if it was just you that saw it, it, I got to say, if it was just you that saw it, I'd say, hey, do me a favor, send out some of the stuff that you're smoking and I'll, I'll give it to Sean Bishop and I'll see what disappears for Sean. But it's not that. So, yeah, I don't know. This is this. You got me stumped it's on this one. Kind of trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Are you smoking from the trees? Are you like pulling stuff off the trees to smoke? That no, would explain it. No, absolutely. Those are not those kind of trees to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. I don't know what to say, so, but please keep me keep me posted on like like do a running tally of how many cars disappear versus how many cars stay, and and see just once if you can make it out to the road in time to look down the street. Is it like a long street that if. If you got all the way down to the road and you look down there, you should still be able to see taillights or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a pretty long street. And like I said, most of the people out here, this is a pretty rural area. Not everybody has fences. You can see, you know, where the cars, like if somebody would turn onto a property or stop or anything like that. It's, oh, okay. So that's actually good, though. So you could actually just walk out onto your porch or front yard or whatever and you should be able to still see the car so even if you missed that little bit of car that you thought oh it disappeared you should still be able to see it just by walking right outside and looking down the street then right yeah all right ashley's got a question i don't know where she's going with this but i'm going to ask it ashley said was this happening before the baby was oh. born oh it was happening long before the baby okay. was born because ashley's blaming yeah, your no, baby that's what that's what's happening there ashley no. thinks your baby is making cars disappear <laughs> and that's weird 
no, no, it was not him at all. <laughs> I, I, I am very positive. Um, it was not him at all. This and if it is, if he is making things here. disappear, go back and watch that old Twilight Zone episode because he's going to make other things. He's going to make you go off like into a field or something. It's not going to end well for you is what Ashley's getting at. Well, uh, look. Let's not talk about that because I have I've had dreams about that kind of stuff, Kurt. Like those pregnancy hormones make you have some really scary nightmares. Oh my god, I love it! uh, All right, you know I'm going to ask you. You know I'm going to ask you. Do you have any other paranormal stories before before I let you go? Because I love this story. I do, I do. Um, This actually happened in Santa Fe. Um, We, me and my husband. We left Damien with my in-laws. I'm sorry. Hold on. Nope. Nope. Time out. Your baby's name is Damien? No, 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 no. Okay, I have two kids. Damien, the one that you've talked to. And Lucifer. And Azriel. (laughs) And Lucifer. No, No, close. But his name is Azriel. So we have Damien and Azriel. Okay, yes. Way before Azriel was born, you know, before he was thought Oh, wait, I have talked to... Oh, yes, that's... You know what? I'm Yes, I have. Okay, I'm, I'm with you now. I'm with you. Yep, I'm in. All right, sorry, go ahead. This is awesome. I love this. Okay, so, you know, we, we were like, hey, Damien, you want to spend the weekend at Grandma and Grandpa's? You know, Dad's got a job interview in Santa Fe, and we wanted to make it like an adult weekend, which was really cool because these potential employers were paying for everything, which I was like, oh, yeah, great. Hasn't been out in a while. So, we... Um, we go up to Santa Fe. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful resort casino. It is just gorgeous. It is actually um, on tribal property. It is on the Pohake tribe uh, tribal property. Um, this place was called Buffalo Thunder. I don't know if anybody else has ever had an experience there. I've never had an experience like this before, but we had gotten checked in after we got checked in. My husband, Daniel, got ready for his job interview, um, and, and he left the room, left me in the room by myself, and I was like, this is great, this bed is amazing, I'm going to take an uninterrupted nap. So, <laughs> I lay down, take my nap, and, you know, probably about 10, 15 minutes, uh, what felt like 10, 15 minutes later, um, Daniel comes in the room, and I'm kind of in and out of falling into, falling in and out of sleep, and I woke up. And I was like, hey, how, how did the job interview go? And I was like, oh, it, it, it went great. You know, everything went good. I was like, well, that's great to hear. I'm, I'm still feeling a little sleepy. And he said, okay, well, I'll let you sleep for a little while. And he gave me a kiss on the forehead, and he got up off of the bed. And I dozed right back off to sleep. And I got up a little while later to a completely empty hotel room. Um, the TV was off when I had it on previously, so I'm thinking Danny just, you know, he, he turned it off and, you know, he's sitting there playing the Switch or something, you know, he's playing video games quietly, doing something. And I'm completely alone in this room. I went and I'm like, okay, check the bathroom, Danny's not there. I'm trying to call him and text him and figure out what's going on. Because he was literally just there. You know, he didn't wake me up to say, hey, I'm going anywhere. Like, text me and say, hey, I'm going anywhere. When you wake up, call me. He's not answering his phone. He's not answering text, nothing. And I am getting really scared because he was just there. Like, when he kissed me, 
he, it was warm. He sat in bed, it was warm. You know, there was a physical body oh, there. This is getting creepy. I um, love it. Oh, oh, it was creepy, let me tell you. So I'm freaking out, and I've got screenshots of the, the messages, and I'm like, hey, I need you to answer your phone. Where are you? What's going on? Did you go into the casino? What? Where are you? I am freaking out, absolutely freaking out, and I can't get a hold of Daniel. I have no idea where this job interview is going on, and I'm not about to be like, hey, where's my husband? He's having a job interview. No, because that's just weird. No, we're not going to do that. Um, well, it was probably about 30 minutes later, um, he finally messaged me back. And by that point, I got dressed, got my keys to the car, the hotel key, and I went out and sat in my car. And I was crying because I couldn't find him. I was scared because he was just there in the room. Like he, there was, he wasn't answering his phone. Nothing was going on. Finally looked at the time. It was nearly two hours later. Holy crap. And that entire time, that entire time that I was freaking out, having a fit, and I, that I allegedly thought that he was there in the room with me, gave me a hug and a kiss, and told me to go lay back down. He was still doing a job interview. Holy crap. You got ghost kissed. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely did. And he ended up having to come out of you know where he was at in the hotel and come and get me from the car because I was so scared. And I don't even know why I went to the car. I was just like, I'm going to go to the car. That is a safe place for me. <laughs> I need to be in my car. <laughs> I was terrified and... That was, like, the first place that I wanted to go. It was like, I can't find my husband. Oh, shit. Maybe he left. Maybe he went somewhere. No, my car's there. Okay, I'm going to sit in the car. What you the know, crap? He was in a job interview for that entire time. It was a really good job interview. But, you know, he did not go back into the room at all well, after leaving. Well, they say like, that there is... They say there's no hotel that hasn't had a death in it, so... Of course, hotels should be haunted. I would definitely, definitely suspect that, even more so that it is on uh, tribal land. The entire time that um, I was there, there was this very creepy feeling of I'm being watched. Oh, wow. And it was it was anywhere that you went. And I mean, I understand it's a luxury resort hotel and all that stuff, and they have cameras everywhere, but it felt like, like creepy watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the the normal security watch, like something else watch, yeah. Holy crap. So what did he say when you told him, hey, I got ghost kissed? Did he have, did he say anything? Um, he was a little freaked out. He was like, me and you are the only ones that have keys to this room. You even like deadbolted the lock, which was something else that, that, you know, I deadbolted the lock. When he left the room, I deadbolted it. There was, you know, if he was coming in, he had to have, you know, hey, I need you to open the door. Like, actually get up out of bed. That's true. Oh, yeah. And, you know, come let me in. And it was just, you know, hey, oh, you're suddenly in the room. Okay. Yeah. And I, I was, like I said, I was kind of in between that I'm awake in a sleep moment and I'm having a conversation with him. And there's a warm body. It's not like. I can see to him or anything like that. There is a warm body sitting next to me on the bed. And wait, now, did you ever see it, see it? Or did you just go, oh, it must be your husband? No, no. 
I saw him. I saw him. I opened my eyes and I saw him. You know, his beard tickled my face. I opened my eyes and I rubbed my face. Oh, so I creepy. I saw him. So creepy. I saw him. There was a person, a warm flesh and blood person in that room. And they kissed me and, you know, told me to go back to sleep and take a nap. All right, so I guess what you're saying is this episode is now turned into have you ever been, has, has a ghost ever acted creepily towards you while you're in your bed? Because the first one was blowing uh, on her. Now you're getting kissed by ghosts. I mean, this is getting weird, but all right. I, this, this show's got a theme. I like it. Um, there was a time when we were living in uh, one of our homes in El Paso. Uh, we had just moved into this place, and I was doing dishes. Uh, completely alone and somebody full on grabbed my butt and I honestly thought it was my husband because he he does that randomly he'll walk by and grab me and I was completely alone so either he's psychically grabbing your butt from another room which is cool that's a cool power to have or you got ghost goosed which is really weird and creepy cool I'm not creepy cool but creepy yes that Lauren had said something about a doppelganger. Honestly, if that was a doppelganger, that was probably the nicest doppelganger. Like, yeah, at least I it was like comforting. Yeah, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. It is, it is very creepy. I have no idea how to explain it other than I damn near pissed myself that day, <laughs> and I was, I was, I was an anxious wreck after that. It was, it was horrible because I was completely inconsolable. Well, yeah, again, you got ghost kiss. That's weird. And it wasn't even like in the yeah. comfort of your own home. It was a hotel it, ghost kiss. And it was so like, I was so confused. I was discombobulated. I'm like, what day is it? What time? It was just, it, it, the whole entire experience completely threw me off. All right. I like it. I, I like where you've, where you've brought this episode. This is now a pervy ghost episode. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> brought it to your pervy ghost i'm all for it i'm digging this well awesome hey thanks again for calling this is awesome as always it was great talking to you you got some bizarre stories i dig it thanks for having me kurt i hope you you. have a great night and hope quarantine treats you well ah thank you you too i'll talk to you bye now all right thanks take care all right well if you have a pervy ghost and you want to tell a story about a pervy ghost Tonight's the episode to talk about pervy ghosts. Uh, As you guys probably know, I've talked about it on previous episodes. There's a pervy ghost that lives here. Now, the the perviness was pretty apparent pretty quick when um, the girl that I moved into this place with when we were together, uh, we since broke up. It's been a long time. I don't care. She's a terrible person. But uh, when we lived here, she would go into the shower and I'd hear like walk, walk, walk from the from the ceiling, like something's walking on the second floor, though there is no second floor. And then bam, something being knocked over in the shower. And it would turn out that every time she would take a shower, it would knock a shampoo bottle off the ledge or soap off the ledge. So she'd have to bend over to pick it up. So um, talk about a pervy ghost. There was a pervy ghost that was here. So, yeah, I mean, good on them. I would do the same. Like, hey, I'm not going to lie. If I was a ghost and I got bored living in the same place for so often, and then you finally get, like, a girl in this place that you want to perv on, sure, I'd knock stuff over for a a laugh and a giggle. What's the point of being a a ghost if you can't be a pervy ghost at least some of the time? 
Alrighty, let's get back to the the chat. There's lots of stuff going on in the chat. There's a story that I would love to hear about from Eric, uh, but it seems kind of personal. So I don't know if, Eric, if you'd like to call 818-732-9399, I'd love to hear the story. It does seem kind of personal. So if not, I totally, totally understand, but it is also a pervy ghost night. So anybody that's in the chat or anybody that's listening live, you want to call in, talk about a pervy ghost. Tonight is the episode. Oh crap. It's after an hour. No wonder Stitch is doing that. But before we uh, before we get onto another call, please no one call. Please no one call. We are going to take a stitch break. Now in South Carolina, way down yonder, there's a big old critter that likes to wander around my backyard sometimes late at night. Come on, let's go. Well, it ain't no beaver, bobcat, or bear, cause he's eight foot tall and covered in hair. And the first time I seen him, he gave me quite a fright. Well, he eats from my garden and pees in my grass, and he stinks like a skunk mixer grizzly bear ass, and he scares my cats when they smell him come around. Well, he spends his time peeking around trees, and he thinks what he wants, and he does what he please, like scratching his butt and making a grunting sound. Sasquatch, Sasquatch, knocking on the trees, chucking rocks and screaming like a troop of chimpanzees. Sasquatch, Sasquatch, running around my place. Are you the missing link or are you from outer space? All right, that was a quick one. He did not have to go. So we are back. That's right. We're back. Whew, I ran I, a little out of breath, which I feel terrible about because there is someone who is literally running a mile and every hour they're running a mile. And I'm out of breath. So that just shows, you know, how out of shape I am. Okay, let's uh, let's scroll back through. Oh, it's only been an hour. That's right, Zach. We're still going. So, Zach, if you want to call in, 818-732-9399. Does not have to be a pervy ghost, but pervy ghost does seem to be the theme for tonight's episode. Uh, let's see. I Thank you, Josh. I appreciate that. Randall, I am a pervy ghost. Oh, we know it. Oh, we know Randall. We we know. Don't even worry about it. We we already knew that. Okay. Well. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, in if you guys want to call in, 818-732-9399 is the number to call. I will call when he comes back. It's not personal. She considers. Oh, Eric, I'm back. 818-732-9399. I'd love to hear the story. The video cut out for a minute for a little bit there. I know it was kind of choppy for a second, but it seems to be good again. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, it's Eric. Eric, hey, how you doing, sir? Good, how are you? I am excellent. I know that it's not a pervy ghost story, but you have an incredible story that I would love to hear. Yeah, and it's it's not very personal. My most of my family comes from a very heavy religious background, so the way my mom interpreted this was a miracle, and she's very outspoken about it. Um, so yeah, not personal on any level. Oh, excellent! All right, but, well, uh, yeah, please tell me about it. This seems well. I don't want to. Yeah, please just tell me about it. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the get to the good stuff. Us, uh, you know, please. Yeah, so it was uh, 1969. She had, you know, she was a typical 
going out and drinking and partying and stuff, but she was completely plastered and her and her mom got in a fight and she decided she was going to go to bed. She went into her room to close the window and there was a guy there trying to take the screen off of the window. So when she saw him, he pulled out his 22 and it was a six round revolver and he just dumped all of them into her and then took off. Holy and, crap. Uh, yeah, so she damage, leg damage, uh, shrapnel up against her spine, which is still there. Wow. Um, there, there, yeah, there's two rounds that like, are too cl- they were too close for them to operate because they were worried they'd cause more damage, so they just left them there. Um, but one of the rounds actually fractured her uh, yeah, the, the bone in her thigh. The femur? Um, Not femur. So, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, she's, she was in the hospital for like two months. The doctors were constantly telling her there's too much damage. Your right leg is going to be paralyzed. There's no recovery for it. It will never be fixed. And uh, one of the nights while she was sleeping, she had dreamed this uh, super real to her and she was talking to a doctor saying the other doctors don't know what you're talking about and they're going to tell you not to do this but you just need to get out of bed and walk just do it don't listen to them just force yourself to start walking and the next morning when she woke up she started saying no the other doctor told me not to listen I have to get up I have to and, you know, 18-year-old that just got shot, her mom never left her, my grandma, she never left the bedside the entire oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. And uh, she was like, who are you talking about? There was nobody here. I was here all night. Nobody came in. You slept through the night. No doctor told you to start walking. And she was like, I, don't, I was told I have to. And she just got up and take spills. It wasn't easy, obviously, but she kept doing it, kept doing it, and then... To this day, like right now, she has no limp or anything. She really just has uh, problems with like weather changes. She'll get some pretty intense pain when like a cold front's moving in. Sure. And she thinks Um, it was an angel that visited her? Yeah, and opinions on religion and stuff. So I, I don't know, but with how heavy her religious background was at the time... Regardless, I definitely feel there was a person there. I I don't know necessarily if it was an angel, but after, so like I said, she was super drunk. This is 1969. Uh, after she had that conversation with the angel and she trying and failing to walk and stuff, she said a prayer and promised that if God would let her walk again and wouldn't let her die, she would never touch alcohol again. And it happened. And to this day, she has never taken a sip. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Now, did she ever describe the, the angel, the thing, the person, whatever you want to call it, the visited her? Uh, she said he was just a normal guy in doctor's, clothes and I mean uh, she said dark hair 
normal guy that looked like a doctor. She didn't think too much of it. She just thought it was another doctor because she had multiple working on her uh, or monitoring her through the night and all that stuff. So she just thought it was another doctor she hadn't met and didn't pay too much. Wow, that's in, that is such an amazing story. See, this is why I wanted to, for everybody listening, this is why I wanted to share it. When I read his little blurb in the in the chat, like I was like, holy crap, this is an awesome story. Like, even if you're not a religious yeah. person, how do you explain that? That's not, that obviously it wasn't yeah, a doctor. That, like, what the hell was it? Who was, yeah. who was, who was telling her this? That's the thing, and I, I feel so bad because I forget who I was talking in the comments. Um... But we were having a little conversation. She was asking me about, does my mom ever see anything? And I mentioned that my mom will have, you know, maybe dreams about pink crashes or something. And sometimes nothing happens. And sometimes it does. And I've never put too much credit to it. But those dreams to her are always super vivid. Like, she thinks she was reincarnated from somebody on the Titanic because she'll have dreams about the Titanic. Oh, she really? She can feel herself. She says she can feel herself drowning. Holy crap. And so after I said I never put too much credit to it, I started thinking that her, my grandma, her mom said that she was just dreaming about this doctor, but my mom has such vivid dreams. I, I don't it's It's weird. So wait, your grandma had vis- vivid dreams as well? No, no. My grandma's the one that was telling her that it just there was no doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, wait, why is your mom... Yeah. All right, so your mom thinks that she was on the Titanic only because she has... Like, why does yeah. she think she's on the Titan- or she was on the Titanic? Because she's had reoccurring dreams constantly uh, that she on the Titanic. And oh, wow. Being, yeah, seeing the band play and all the people walking around and all that, and then the ship goes down, and to her, it's so real, she says she can... She wakes up in, like, a panic because she can feel herself drowning. And I and assume she that she doesn't... she swim. She's been terrified of water since she was born. Yep, that's what she I was going to say. never even tried to swim. That's what I was going to say. I assume that she does not like water or cruise ships or anything like that. Then, yeah. Not even oh, a little bit. Crap. I got her on a cruise ship once, and it was a three-day cruise, and she barely even left the cabin. She was petrified the entire time. <laughs> Holy crap, I love it. I love... I, I, Lauren just said I love a good reincarnation story. Me too. I absolutely love a good reincarnation story. Um, and I love the fact that it wasn't like, oh, she, you know, she thinks that she was reincarnated as Cleopatra. I hate whenever, you know, like, everybody's someone famous. Whereas your mom, yeah, sure, she was on a famous and event. Yeah, and it's really vague. She doesn't know who she was. Yes. Know why she was there, what class she was in. None of that. Has she ever looked at the roster of people that died on the Titanic to see if any of the names spark something for her? I've tried to, because she'll, like, mention objects and stuff, and I have to, like, get her to work with me and go through objects. Sure. And she wants no part of it. She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't even like saying that she thinks that she might have been there because, you know, we're Seventh-day Adventist and reincarnation doesn't exist. So she feels... Oh. ...even thinking about it. She, she's she been told that that doesn't exist. It's not possible. And so 
she just she really doesn't like it at all. So she wants no part of it. She'll tell me about her dreams, but she tries to leave it vague, especially with me, because she used to give me details, and I'd try to pull up pictures on the internet and show stuff, and she I don't even want to see it. I don't even want to see it. No kidding. Oh wow. But she's open yeah, enough she's to say that she's very superstitious about stuff. And... Huh. I love it. Now wait, are you? But are, are you still Seventh Day Adventist or no? Uh, me. So I have a rocky. I when I was eighteen, I was super involved with the church. When I was eighteen, I got a view of a cross on my right shoulder, and nobody ever spoke to me again. I'm still very religious. I've sworn off organized religion. I can be religious in my own right, and yep. I don't need a building to go to. Sure, I can totally get behind uh, that. So that explains how, why yeah, you're with listening. how involved I was and then them just kicking me out. I was done with it at that point. That explains why you you're you're listening to this podcast. I can. To- I was going to say like what what got you into this podcast then? I've been really interested in the paranormal and uh, my mom's always been against it. You just like if she. She doesn't care that I listen to it, but if she were to listen to like some of these episodes, see that I'm inviting stuff in or that I'm allowing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get like that. that all the time. My mom says the same, so I yeah. totally yeah. Uh, that's yeah, awesome. And I, I feel like intention is well seen regardless of the entity. Yeah. It just listening, you know. I think activity has more of a saying than just being present. I'm with you there. I totally am. Yeah, I have good intention. I don't think I'm inviting anything in by listening to a show about other people's experiences and stuff. Not at all. Not at all. If anything, like, you know, I try to tell a lot. There's a couple of religious people that I really know. Like, you should listen to this these these episodes, this podcast, because I don't put down religion by any stretch of the imagination, and I think that people that are really religious could get something out of this. I think that it, you know, yeah. it fits into a lot of religions, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, you know, the good and the bad. Oh, yeah, 100%. And with everything that's been going on lately and certain yeah. biblical prophecies actually lining up in weird ways, weirder than I've ever seen before, yep. I've actually been drawn closer and questioned my life more on, you know, I'm a good person, but do I relate on, you know, am I still as close as I should be, or have I drawn away? What do I need to do to be better? But organized religion is still done for me. Yeah. But so I've actually started having, you know, personal personal worship more just because of the state of the world right now. And it, it's not looking good, is it? It's uh, every month. No. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey. But I'm not. I'm not going to be that guy on the street corner with the sign that says <laughs> "The end is near. Repent now." That's <laughs> that's the way to do it. Hey, I'll stick to my podcast saying, "Hey, just be wary. It's getting kind of spooky out there." But besides that, I'm with you. All right. You know, I'm going to ask it. So yeah. I'm just going to ask it now. Do you have any other paranormal experiences you'd like to talk about, or is this the one that you wanted to talk about? Uh, this is the one I wanted to talk about, but I have a funny synchronicity that happened a year or so ago yes let's hear it <laughs> um and i if if you find it funny enough i'll actually send you the video but i will forewarn you and friend were really drunk maybe some other stuff and there was <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> i'm assuming some sort of 
little drone or something up in the distance, you know, red and green flashing lights. Uh-huh. And we were joking. We were joking about how it was a UFO and we're going to get abducted and, you know, kind of being dumb about it. And out of nowhere on the corner of my house, a blow-up silver, probably one foot by one foot, UFO balloon goes swinging by the house. What the hell? Right? And, I mean, it was obviously a balloon, and even though we were joking about how the thing was a UFO in the distance, we both knew that was most likely a drone. But we were talking about a UFO, and then a UFO balloon comes next to the house and flies in front of the camera. And you guys are not in the best of mindset for having something like that come by. I freaking love that. I totally want to see this video. Yeah, I'll, I'll post it on the group as soon as we end the call. Yes. Yes, I totally want to see this. See, I love that kind of synchronicity stuff where, again, where you're not in the best mindset for shit, and then that happens, which, you know, it's tenfold by that point. I love it. I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I synchronicity is the only weird thing about <laughs> it, but there was not, nothing else involved had anything paranormal. Like I said, it was a drone and a balloon, but it was just weird the way it played out. I was going to say, but the way that it happened, the way it ended, that's, oh, that's the best. I love it. Well, hey, thank you so much for yeah. sharing. Uh, this was a great call. I loved. I, I'm so happy that you you're you're happy enough to call in and and tell the angel story. Freaking awesome story. Thank you, man. I really do appreciate it. Oh uh, yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you. I will talk to you soon. Thank you again. Please call anytime. This was awesome. Uh, How cool was that guy, man? Eric was awesome. Um. See why, so the people that are listening, you see why, you know, later on listening, see why I was like, yeesh, I don't know if he wants to tell this story. I definitely didn't want to be the one to tell that story. That was such a personal story, uh, but a fantastic story. Absolutely amazing story. Whether it was a guardian angel, an angel, some past relative that was, you know, just coming by to tell her that she could walk again if she just did it. I love Love, love that story. That was freaking awesome. All right. Uh, Susan apparently has had some past lives that I would love to hear about sometime. So, you know, Susan, please call in anytime. Julia, can I have a Stitch autograph picture? Yeah. Uh, I'll take some. I'll take some. I'll get some printed up or something. That way, that way anybody that wants a Stitch autograph picture can have one. Because, again... Look, I know he's the star of the show. I made a Stitch shirt that just says Stitch in big, like, Smurf-like font. Because, you know, hey, I, he's he's my favorite part of the show. So I can totally I can totally see why people do that. Sean's had uh, flashes of possible past lives as well. I love reincarnation stories. I really, really do. So if you have a good reincarnation story and you want to call in, hint, hint, now's the time to do it. It's... I got about a half hour left of this show before I call it quits. Pardon me. Um, so yeah, let's see what else we got here. Stitch is gnawing on that unicorn. Yes, he is. Stitch is destroying a unicorn on my lap as we speak. Uh, let's see who else was here. Randall. Hey, howdy, hi. Let's see. So Julie, see, see how easy it is to call in Julie. See how easy it is to talk to me. Nothing to worry about. If you have a paranormal story, Julie, 
818-732-9399 is the number to call in. So far, Ashley, you haven't gotten a sticker yet? Um, now that it, now that the, uh, <laughs> Dave wants us to follow too. Now that the, the quarantine is lightening up or loosening up, whatever you want to call it a little bit, I'm going to get back into sending out all the stuff for all of the patrons. I had stopped completely because I wasn't going outside. No, thank you. No, how I, I stayed indoors like they said, but now that it's loosening up again, I'll be sending stuff out to everybody. Uh, so patrons, if I owe you something, please let me know. Please send me your address, and I will make sure I get out the stuff to you guys. But uh, don't worry. I, I still have it. The Stitch shirt is awesome. You can go to storeenvy.com slash paranormalalmanac. There's like five new shirt styles just for you guys. Uh, Eric, yes, thank you again. I definitely want to see that video. Um, thank you again for calling in. This was awesome. Uh, paw print. Ah, see, that's the way to do it. Paw print. Yeah, you're right, Zach. That's totally the way to do it. All right. I'll, I'll work on that. You know, no promises because it's really going to bum me out if the best selling or most wanted item is Stitch's autograph. You know, that's, that's going to hurt my ego, but I get it. I'm with you. I can totally get behind it. I can have USPS pick up packages from my house. I don't think I knew that. Oh, well, there we go. That's even better. I will definitely do that. Uh, Carrie, yes, you get some stickers. It, you know, you guys will totally get some stuff. And yeah, yeah, you're right, Susan. Uh, it is mandatory mask again. Uh, it's all, oh, you're still selling them. Susan, put your, if you're selling them online, put your link here in the comments and I'll read it out on this episode because I think that's awesome, Susan, that you're making and selling masks for this kind of, you know, for this at this time. Okay. Uh, no, you get, yeah, no, Sean, you'll guys, you guys will get uh, stickers as well. In case you guys don't know what the stickers look like. Well, that's the old style. Oh, here we go. So this is the sticker right here. And then I always autograph it on the back, but this is the sticker. And then I always throw in a couple of these as well. It's a very, very cool paranormal almanac business card. Wait, that's upside down. Business card uh, that I had designed that I can't focus. Well, you can see what it is. You get it enough. Uh, but you'll get a couple of those as well. All the patrons get, at the very least, should get a, a sticker and a couple of those. But I like to throw in a couple other things as well. So once, like I said, now that, now that I can go out and do that stuff, patrons, please, please thank you so much for understanding that I didn't do it during the quarantine when it was really bad. Now that things are lightening up, I'll start sending stuff out again. And if you've won stuff in past episodes, then um, don't worry. It's already been boxed up. It's already ready to be you know, sent out. So I'll do that. Teresa, auction off your Hawaiian shirts. Hell no, these are mine. These are my Hawaiian shirts. Um, I have all new Hawaiian shirts to wear for new episodes starting next week. So if you're getting sick, I don't think I've worn this one yet. My Star Trek Hawaiian shirt, my Star Trek shag uh, kind of artwork Hawaiian shirt. But don't worry, plenty of Hawaiian shirts, tons of Hawaiian shirts. Let us see. Yes, Eek, you get patron stuff. Anybody that's a Patreon gets patron stuff. And thank you so, so, so much. 
Uh, oh, thank you, Carrie. I'm glad that you like the business card design. Like us, I'm very proud of that business card design. It was very cool. It's it's bumpy. You can it's like 3D. It's very neat. It's as you can kind of see. It's very cool. Uh, don't even worry, uh, the Eric. So if you're at the $25 tier, you know what? Even if you're not at the three month mark, don't worry about it. Uh, you know you're cool. I'll make sure, uh, Eric, send me your address and your size for your shirt to the Patreon, and I'll get your shirt sent out right away. Oh, and what style? What's, tell me what style shirt you want. I'm not going to do just the regular That Paranormal Almanac shirt, unless that, that's what you want. You can choose the shirt. So there you go. Oh, I get free readings from Sean. Heck yeah, I want to do that again. That was a lot of fun. Speaking of, Zach says, speaking of, I have a Hawaiian shirt and button-down shirt collection to challenge yours, I think. Challenge accepted. I love that. Everybody should be wearing Hawaiian shirts and button-down shirts. I absolutely love them. Alrighty, let's see what else we got here. Oh, Sean Burke said that uh, patrons and paramaniacs, that's pretty much everybody listening, gets a low-priced reading, tarot reading from her. So if you're in the group, in the Facebook page, the fan page, please hit up Sean Burke to do the uh, tarot reading. It's $20 and under. Uh, use the code. What what code? Wait, what code? If you're in the use the code, if you want a tarot reading, $20 and under. Well, find her on there. It's awesome. She did an amazing tarot reading for me that uh, spot on hit like right away. Where I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then hit right away. So... I definitely want to do another one of those. Uh, that's when everybody was online, so our, our inter internet convention connection wasn't the best. So I definitely want to do another one of those. Oh, Zach, most of his are video game and Star Wars. Good on you. Oh, there we go. So Sean Burke says, just use the code Paramaniac for a $20 reading. Uh, Let me go back to what she said. Nah, I can't find it. Uh, there's so much people. There's so many people talking. Uh, use the code Paramaniac if you want a tarot reading from Sean Burke. She'll give you a discount, which I think that's just freaking awesome. That's just cool. And I highly, highly recommend it. So she says, patrons and Paramaniacs, if you're in the group, the Facebook fan page, use the code Paramaniac if you want a tarot reading, $20 and under. That's awesome. Uh, find her page on the find her tarot page on that Facebook page group. It is awesome. Twenty dollars or under. That's the code, um, and it's totally worth it. Totally worth it. Put pictures of the shirts on the fan page. Yes, definitely. I want to see Zach. I want to see some of your your Hawaiian shirts. Like I said, if you guys aren't drinking during these, or if you guys aren't wearing Hawaiian shirts doing these, you're doing it wrong because that's the way to do it. That's the whole point of this. And why did my air conditioning stop? It's starting to get fucking hot in here. Hold on one second. Go over there, Stitch. Hold on one second. I got to turn my air conditioning on before I continue on. Okay, now that the air conditioning is back on, there is one thing that I did want to talk about on this episode. If you still want to call in, you can call in at 818-732-9399. But, but... The story that I wanted to talk about on this week's episode is this. Researcher claims the 2012 Mayan calendar was wrong and that 2020 will be the end of Earth. 
Because of course it will. You know, of course 2020 is going to end us all. So it says, looks like uh, we could be headed for the end of the world this summer. Hold on. There's another uh, story that said it was this week. Hold on. I want to go to that story because that one actually gives the date. And that's what I want to do. Is I want to give you guys the date of the end of the world because, you know, if it's going to end, fuck it. Let's do it. They say that following the Julian calendar, we're technically in 2012, even though, you know, we're in 2020. But from that calendar, the Mayan calendar, the Julian calendar, we are technically in 2012. The number of days lost in a year due to the shift into the Gregorian calendar is 11. For 268 years using the Gregorian calendar, there's a lot of math I don't want to get into. But they say, basically, they're saying, look, according to the Julian calendar, this is 2012. So, in 2012, doomsday theorists were convinced that the world was going to end on December 21st. Everybody freaked out. It didn't happen. We're all like, whew, whoa, okay, we're good. But they said, it's actually this year. Uh, oh, it doesn't give the date. That sucks. So they said, let me see if I can find the actual date so you guys can actually get a little heads up before it's gonna before we all die. The Julian calendar, we're in 2012. By those calculations, the Earth should be ending. Here we go. Oh, it's coming up. Holy crap, it's tomorrow. By those calculations, the Earth should be ending on June 21st. That's right. Tomorrow. Father's Day. Tomorrow. We're all going to die. So, again, if you're very concerned that the world is ending, uh, there's a Patreon link. There is a PayPal link on the Facebook page. Send me all of your money because, you know, the world's going to end anyway. What the hell? So send me all of your money. If you think the world's going to end, you're all going to die. Send it to me. Father's Day. Damn you, fathers. Father's Day. We're all going to die. It was nice knowing y'all. I mean, so for some of you, wait, for a lot of you guys, for the ones that are on here, isn't it, isn't it the 21st for a lot of you on here right now? Well, it was a good run. Not really. It wasn't that good of a run for me. But, you know, hey, you know, shit happens. At least I'm going out drunk. Right now, nope, it's after 12 here. Yes, see. So, so enjoy the last few minutes that you have of the 21st, because it's the 21st for a lot of you. I have Australian listeners. You think they would have called me and said, or messaged me or emailed me to say, hey, man, the world ended today. So tomorrow for you, it's going to end. Sucks to be you, man. It's 12.09. Yeah, see, it's 12.09. Wait, it's 12.09. It's only 9.06 here. Zach, not only are you three hours into the future for me, but you're three hours and three minutes into the future. So Zach's got an extra three minutes on all of us. So if you want to know when we're going to die, ask Zach. <clears throat> He's got a good three minutes on us. Uh, okay. World's going to end tomorrow. Send me money so I can get Dave a Father's Day gift before we all burn up. There you go. That's the way it should be. Y'all is the only way. I 100% agree with everything you guys are saying. So that was my big story that I had for this episode. I had two different stories all about the world ending tomorrow. Damn you, Mayans. Way to give us 
a thousand years notice and then we still get it wrong. That's on us. Math is hard. I was told there'd be no math in this podcast. You're the best kind of kind. Zach says, yeah, I'm a time traveler. Zach, you're the best kind of time, time, best kind of time traveler. It's hard to say. I'm not even drunk. That's the best kind of time traveler because it's just enough time to be like, it's going to suck in three minutes, but it's not enough time to like go back and screw my mom and become my dad and all that weird crap. So the best kind of time traveler there is Teresa finally joined Patreon. Thank you. I love you for that. And I still, Sean said, I still never got a puppy. Well, Stitches, I'd like to think that Stitches all of our puppies. Sure, I have to feed him and he doesn't pay rent or anything, but he's for all of us. Josh says their calendars just reset. There is no end. Boy, if you want 2020 in a nutshell, it's that. Calendars just reset. There is no end. I don't know what day it is anymore. That's just how it is. <laughs> Zach said, yo guys, shit's going down. Watch out in a couple minutes. He warned us. You guys got three minutes to figure out what the fuck's going to happen. It's going to get bad real quick. All right. Well, unless I get another call, I think that's a good ending point. You know, the world's going to end. Stitch is destroying the face off of this unicorn. If, look, if you guys don't want to see my Hawaiian shirts or my ugly mug, I'm totally fine with that. I did shave though, but I'm totally fine with that. But... You miss, you're completely missing Stitch just eviscerating this face of a unicorn as we speak. Once again, last chance, 818-732-9399. I'll give it a couple more seconds and then I think we're going to end this one because this was a really great episode. I want to thank, I want to thank Eek, I want to thank Teresa, and I want to thank Eric for the amazing stories. I want to thank everybody that has jumped on and stayed on for an hour and 40 minutes. Oh my God, Stitch, you're killing me. Ugh. For an hour and 40 minutes, you guys have entertained me as much as hopefully I've entertained you. Although you got to, you know, it's the callers that really are the entertainment. But thank you guys oh so much. I'm going to wrap it up after all. This has been an hour and a half. This is the perfect amount of time for the show the world is going to end because they said they were going to make The Matrix 4, and I was very excited. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff I was very excited about, man. Uh, you know, it figures that the world's going to end. Actually, it must be a Tweeny thing. Yes, Stitch destroys toys, which is fine. I mean, that's his, they're his toys. I don't care how he plays with them. It's all the same. You got to love it. But anyhow, you guys are the best. Patrons. Send me your addresses on Patreon. Message me on Patreon. Send me your address. If you're a $25 tier, I have not sent you a shirt. Go on to storeenvy.com slash paranormalalmanac. Tell me what shirt you'd like and what size, and I'll make sure I get it out to you. Also, don't forget the official Don't Fucking Shoot Bigfoot patch, exclusive official Paranormal Almanac Don't Fucking Shoot Bigfoot patch. You can find that over on my friend Lauren's Etsy page. That's etsy.com slash 8bitspock. You guys are all the best. Happy Father's Day to everyone. Even all you Sasquatches out there, happy Father's Day to all y'all. You guys are the best. Thank you oh so much. Thanks for spending the night with me. I appreciate it.
Schnee. Sehr geil, sehr nach Boden. Sweet, very, 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 very,